right, everyone, welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. So I'm going to take a little deep breath before you guys listen to this conversation that we're going to have today, today or this discussion. I keep saying conversation. I'm not having a conversation with anybody, just myself. But uh, I'm going to take a deep breath. Remember to take a deep breath, guys. I know that everything's going all psychotic at the moment. So remember to breathe and everything is going to be okay. And before we dis- we start this discussion that we're going to be talking today, um. If you guys would like to donate via PayPal or Venmo, any amount that you guys wish, uh, you guys could do so. You guys can also become a $5 Patreon member. Um, when you guys you know, share or like this podcast, um, I really want to do this full time. This is all, This is what I always want to do. And like I said in previous podcasts, I always want to be in a radio, but uh, radio, radio life is not my thing. I'm more of a podcast person. So everything is going to be in the link down below in the description below. So uh, make sure you guys do that because it really helps a lot. And I really, really appreciate it. So and remember to comment to keep the conversation going because I really like to engage with everybody uh, to know what they're thinking. So the conversation that we're going to have today, um, well, this discussion, um, I, I really had to like think this through and it took me a while to get the conversation going because I really don't know what to say about this this issue so uh at the moment uh a lot of race tension is beginning to come back again um we have a lot of protests riots uh going on at the moment and so um the thing that uh really irritates me and i'm I'm not a person believe it or not i really don't like talking about race never was interested in the topic because i was so fascinated with philosophy much better than than race issues and um, as a person who grew up, you know, as Cambodian, we belong. In, I belong in the in the smallest minority in the in, in the country at the moment. So there's not many many of us. So I believe, from my understanding, in two in 2010, I believe there's only 300,000 Cambodians. Um, so I'm pretty sure the number has increased uh, tremendously, but I'm not really sure at the moment. So, um, but yeah, I belong in, in the smallest minority in the country so i never really co- concentrate on race or anything like that because i i grew up with poor white kids poor black kids poor mexican kids so and you know it's i was you know i i grew up in a very diverse environment and um uh you know khmer was my first language as as you guys can see um, i mean as you guys can hear my accent comes out here and there but it's not really that bad but um the the thing that really you know when I was, I remember seeing the LA riots when I was little. So the LA riots happened uh, April 26, 92. And so um, as a little kid, I didn't really understand why people were, were having a fit because I'm little. And this was the beating of Rodney King uh, by police officers. Now, the the whole thing of, you know, race relations and stuff is the United States is a country of different races. And uh, we have Asians that are Chinese, Japanese, Cambodian, Laos, Vietnamese. We have Mexicans. We have uh, Cubans. We have, um, you know, Brazilian and all that mixed into the two. Um, um, everything is, is just all together. We have, you know, blacks who are African, who call themselves African-Americans. And then we have, you know, Africans who um, for Nigeria, Haiti uh, and all that. So it's like different, totally different people all all over the country. 
um, that's coming into the United States of America. So it's really interesting to talk about race in particular, if you're fascinated by it, but I'm not interested in the topic. But um, the the thing that is becoming a problem that I really want to talk about today is critical race theory. So critical race theory is is a very complicated uh, philosophy, well, theory, uh, that that tries to understand race relations. Um, and uh, the the thing is, is that it becomes so complicated and so confusing. And um, I wish, <laughs> so at the moment, I got my phone out. I have, like, like I said, I have three computers in front of me, but I really don't like you know, turning my head or facing my microphone, that, facing my computer because it's really uncomfortable on my neck. So I like to sit this direction facing my wall. So it's a lot better. So to understand critical race theory, you have to understand critical theory because it's a branch off of that. So I'm reading from Wikipedia and it says that critical theory is the reflective assessment and critique of society and culture in order to reveal and challenge power structure, power structures with origins in sociolo- sociology as as well in literary criticism. It argues that social problems are influenced and created by societal structures and cultural assumptions that by individual and psychological factors. Maintaining that ideology is the principal obstacle to human liberation, critical theory was established as a school of thought, primarily by a Frankfurt School. Uh, uh, the theorists are Herbert Marcuse, Theodore Adorno, Walter Benjamin, Eric Fromm and Max Harkheimer, and um, pretty much the quote that they were trying to say is to liberate liberate human beings from the circumstances that enslaved them. So it's pretty much imp- oppression. Um, we are, you know, oppressed by our race, uh, our disability, our you know, an environment, or you know, our, our our financial circumstances and things like that. So everything is is an oppression. So it's like um, uh, it's it's. It's really fucking up our society. So to understand what I'm talking about, so I'm kind of so I'm going to read something from James Lindsay uh, from New Discourses to to try to break everything down. So I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's really like a long essay, but I'm going to read the bullet points to kind of point out or summarize the entire thing. And um, I'm not an expert on this. okay, guys, and I really encourage you guys to to read on critical race theory yourself. Um, but like I said, I recommend you guys to read critical theory first before you guys get read critical theory. So it's really complicated. Um, and some people might disagree with me. Some people do agree with me. But uh, if you guys have a chance, um, look up Chaz uh, from Seattle, Washington. So Chaz is, um, let me look again. Chaz, okay. So Chaz is the, uh, it is the capital Hill, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or CHAZ, is now being called CHOP by protesters. I'm, I'm reading a, an, um, a news article at the moment. So so what happened was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone happened at the fact um, a lot of these, um, I wouldn't say, well, I would say anti-fascist. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure because anti-fascist is a very loose terminology because who is an anti-fascist? I'm anti-fascist. But a lot of these little communists, I'm going to call them little communists, took over a six block portion of downtown Seattle. So the, the thing that's, that I, I start to notice a little bit because I'm following it. So they believe they threw a successful revolution um, and to end 
police brutality. They, you know, um, and like I said, this happened during um, the George Floyd death. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about. So it, it occurred at the fact that, you know, they justify their takeover of a six block in downtown Seattle because of the death of George Floyd. Now, I don't think those guys are doing it for him. I think they used his death as a way to steal property. And that is the one that annoys the shit out of me because the people in Chaz, the activists that's currently um, taking over Chaz at the moment, they are against borders, but at the same time, they have a bunch of borders around around Chaz. They are against uh, imperialism and colonization, but at the same time, they they pretty much said they're they're not part of the United States government anymore. So at the fact that they they colonized and took over a part of the United States soil doesn't make any fucking sense. They are against uh, violence against women. But at the same time, there was a sexual assault that occurred on Chaz. And uh, how are they going to solve that issue? That's going to happen because, you know, there there's no police at all. And let alone they're, they're against inequality, but at the same time, they treat white people like shit. And so there was a photo that popped up, or I'm sorry, there was a video. First, there was a video that I want to see and that I saw on my timeline. And it was a Native American man who said that uh, white people should give $10 to uh, black people. And I was like, What? the fuck is going on in Chaz? So I'm trying to understand what the fuck are they doing, right? And I'm sorry that I'm cussing in my podcast. I really, I really want to stop cussing, but it really confused the hell out of me what the hell they're doing. Because this is supposed to be a society based on communism, right? A community, everybody's up together, holding hands, being happy, go lucky, right? But there was a picture of a garden that says that this garden belongs to blacks and indigenous people and plant allies. And there, then a Native American man said that everybody, every white person should give a black man $10. I mean, a black person $10. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and I it clicked in my head and I said, this is freaking intersectionality and critical race theory in action. And some people support the Chaz, they support, you know, what they're doing and the reason why they support what they're doing because they don't know what the fuck critical race theory is. And this is it angers me because of as a liberal, as a person who believes in liberal principles, I believe the freedom of speech. I believe in civil rights. I believe in human rights. I believe in all that. And these people are taking over liberalism and poisoning in it. And you guys have to remember that during the the beginning of liberalism, liberalism is the oldest philosophy ever, you know, you, you, like I said, it justified the American Revolution, the French Revolution, even Hong Kong. And I've said this over and over again. Those are liberal principles. And, we're, and, and as liberals, we're trying to remove ourselves from I, from that part, our race. And so me, when when every time I talk about race, which I hate, it's because I really don't want to think about my race. I want to think about my individuality. I want to think about Boon Him. You know, what what is my ideas that I'm going to support for everybody else? So it really kind of irritates me when I see these people who's, who, who calls themselves liberals, okay, that are spouting this bullshit. And you guys have to remember that critical race theory is just a theory, okay? I understand the intention of it. But it's not going to solve the issue. And, and, and James Lindsay makes a very, very interesting point um, in his article and new discourses, which I'm going to link in the bottom description below. And um, 
so the first first point that he makes, and it's really long, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all through that because I'm just like, uh, not in not really in the mood to break everything down of of that. So I'm going to find the article here. It is, and the title of the article is Eight Big Reasons uh, Critical Race Theory Is Terrible for Dealing with Racism." And so just like I. I define, um, not I, but the, the Wikipedia article, what they define critical race theory is, is pretty much deconstruct everything in our society, including race, language, our culture, religion, and so forth. So it's really, so it's, it, it, like I said, it's really complicated, confusing, and complex. And it's all the information is going to be down in the link below. And you guys can educate yourself on critical race theory yourself. Now, I'm the person who's willing to fight for racism and things like that. And it's unfortunate that it still exists in this country. However, do I believe that it's really bad, like the 1960s and stuff? No, absolutely not. I don't, I don't think so. I honestly believe that blacks have made such strive and contribute to our society tremendously. And I really respect them for that. But I have to remember, and you guys have to remember that, you know, the United States have a really bad, bad, you know, baggage, a part of them. This is why critical race theory came into play in the first place. And, you know, before the Europeans came to North America, there was an estimation of five to 15 million Native Americans before um, they were slaughtered in the Indian Wars. Uh, there was massacre, genocide and colonization that occurred. And you guys have to remember Andrew Jackson and the the Trail of Tears, where the forced removal of Native Americans from their land, and um, the Japanese internment camps during World War II. You know uh, Roosevelt, did, who who passed the Executive Order of ninety sixty six and the Black Codes of eighteen sixty five and Jim Crow. So all these people' rights were violated under our Constitution. Uh, not the, uh, I hate to say this, but not necessarily. Well, yeah, the Native Americans, for example. You know, they were violated under our constitution and the blacks and the Asians and stuff. All their rights were violated. And so, you know, we understand, the liberals understand, and this is why liberalism is, is becoming popular once again, because we're trying to understand race relation. And this is what I'm trying to do myself. But every time I question things or every time I ask questions like, you know, why are you know blacks are not in tech companies, for example? And automatically, oh, it's racism. That's not what I'm talking about. Why is it the black community are not interested in tech companies? So let's kind of deep deeper and try to encourage more blacks into STEM STEM fields, right? No matter what you do, everything is fucking racist. And this is why I hate critical race theory. And I think it's fucking stupid. And you're going to see right now. So James Lindsay point out eight, you know, he summarized it the best as he can. So the bullet point is critical race theory. Believes racism is present in every aspect of life, every relationship, and every interaction, and therefore has it its advocate look for it everywhere. Everything is fucking racist. I'm talking about maps, time. Um, I, I don't remember the scholar, but there's a TED talk where it's time is racist. I'm not even joking. And I remember re coming across a, an article where it talks about fem f feminist glaciers or something like that. It's an article about the glaciers and seeing feminism in that lens. And I remember uh, a a sociologist, you know, making uh, doing a presentation that maps were racist. Okay. And there was another one where a philosophy teacher said that Western philosophy is racist because everything that we learned about philosophy is from white men. Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, you know, the Greeks, you know, the Greeks has inspired a lot of, you know, the philosophy that we have today in the West. 
And, uh, you know, liberalism, for example, it comes from all, you know, white men, right? And this is what happens when you start to see critical race theory in that lens, in a social justice lens. So everything is problematized. Everything is a fucking problem. Everything is racist. So, you know, everything that you're learning today is, is from a white man. So that's fucking racism in itself, right? You know? And the, the argument that the, 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 the philosophy teacher that was making about, you know, Western philosophy was the point that he was making that why are we not focusing on Eastern philosophy, which is it's a good argument, too. So I really understand where he's coming from. But then the moment that he said Western philosophy is absolutely fucking racist, I'm like, boo, it's gone. Because when, when you start to see everything as problematic, everything becomes problematic. And it becomes like a, a, an addiction. And, and, and it's like a branch one after another. And it's become really complicated. And so this is the problem that I see a lot of my SJW friends, you know. And when I say SJW, I'm not talking about the big SJW. I'm talking about the, the little SJWs who's on their fucking, you know, phone on social media. Like, I'm just going to turn my screen black and therefore I'm fighting racism. You know, dumbass shit like that. You know, virtue signaling online. Those are not the people that you want to, you know, think they're fighting racism. And to, to be honest with you, as a person who's married to a white man, you know, my, my entire family is all interracial. And it is, I, I don't know. So, and the second point. Uh, critical race theory relies upon interest convergence. White people only give black people opportunities and freedom when it also is, is in their own interests and therefore doesn't trust any attempt to make racism better. And this is the shit that I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking, what I'm talking about. So you hear this, this thing called systematic racism. Now, I'm going to make a point that... When you look at, so look at, you know, I believe it's called 13th. I'm not really sure what the documentary is on Netflix. That's some fucked up shit. All right. When you really look at the demographics and stuff like that, statistics and things when it comes to like the black community, it's really fucked up. And so you start to see things. And this is where the terminology of systematic racism start to happen. Now, fast forward to 2020. And this is what I'm talking about. Everybody is so focused on the past that they forget the strive that we made, the civil rights movement that they made to 2020. We have black politicians now. We have black judges. We have black cops. We have black mayors. We have, you know, uh, we have the first black president, Barack Obama, Barack Barack Hussein Obama. All right. We have black people in the cabinet. You know, so when you talk about systematic racism, this is where I become really confused because from looking at them, I'm like, okay, well, we have black people in this position that you call systems, right? In these institution. So are they practicing black on black racism? Is that what you you guys are trying to say? This is where I become really confused because that blacks have succeeded into this institution and yet it's not enough. You know what I mean? And this is where it comes to point number one, where everything is fucking racist. So now that you see, you know, Blacks are are succeeding. No, it's something, you know, you want something from me. So therefore, you don't really want anything from me because I'm black, because I have something to offer you. Therefore, you don't really want to end racism. You just want something from me. And this is where a lot of people that I see um, online where they are very racist towards other blacks, you know, and uh, I, I find it pretty fucked up. You know, I thought the Asians were bad. Okay. Totally thought the Asians were bad against each other. See, Asians were really polite. We don't really say anything. Um, I'm not saying I'm not laughing because it's, it's a good thing, but I'm laughing because it's funny because of the stereotype. But uh, the, the the thing is, is like when I when I hear somebody like 
a black Republican, for example, the shit that they fucking take, you know? And it's just like you're working against yourself, not realizing that the Democrat Democratic Party was the one who was the, the Klan member. So it's <laughs> and like I said, talking about this stuff is really frustrating. Um, I really don't want to talk about this stuff on my podcast, but I feel like it's necessary for me to kind of speak up about this. And like when a black person say, oh, well, I'm not oppressed. Oh, you're a fucking race traitor. Like, what the hell, dude? And I'm, I'm seeing these, you know, black Republicans who lean right get bash constantly and their ideas are not in the agora at all it doesn't really matter because they they think incorrectly and that's where my problem as a liberal where i see the issue of you know critical race theory and uh here's another one it's against free societies and want to dismantle them and replace them with something it advocates control and this is where the diversity board comes into play and if uh, so you see in intersectionality what Kim, 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 Kimberly Crenshaw. Now, like I said, I believe the intention of of Crenshaw's idea was was, you know, good um, that there are things where, you know, black women or Asian women kind of view things differently. I totally understand where they're coming from. But then she loses me. When you are in power and then you use your race as power, just like, you know, the whites that you're talking about that, that use their skin color as power. So you're doing so the same thing that you're advocating that you don't want in the first place. This is where it pisses me off because it's like you're in charge of an organization and then you want things to be good, correct, for black Americans. But at the same time, you, then you use your position. This is the, the, the argument that I, I want to make before I forget. There was a, a young woman who is a she graduated from law school and she got into an, an online argument. Everybody was using the definition of racism against her. And so she uses her skin color to go and contact Marianne Webster to change the definition of racism. Why, why can't we make the argument that's that's using her former privilege? You know, you can't say black privilege at all. Oh, my goodness. If you say that, you're fucking done. You get canceled. You get called out. You, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. That's another example that, you know. As long as they're in charge, that's all that matters, you know? So, and then the other point, only treat race issues as socially constructed groups. So there is no individuals in crit critical race theory, just like I talked about earlier. If you think differently from the group, you're done. And this is coming from me. I hear it all the time. A lot of people's like, you know, coming from somebody like you, you should be more sensitive or empathetic to Asian, Asian people who feel like they're oppressed motherfucker asians are the top of the fucking hierarchy here in the united states of america why do i have to worry about what they do you know what i mean like you know asians has dominated you know it's like you're i you guys remember when the harvard discriminated against asian because they were succeeding a little bit too much that they have to like you know discriminate against them this is the shit that i'm talking about guys and it's like pity you know like in a liberal mindset liberals we're trying to compete as equals, right? Equality of outcome, not equality of outcome, equality of opportunity. So we have a chance to compete with one another, whether you are an Asian female, you are a black male, you are a white woman, disabled woman. Okay. You know, we are able to compete with one another and try to do the best they can. So I don't know if you guys know this. When I was in college, there was a disabled woman named Kim. She had two degrees. Okay from uc berkeley and she was disabled 
she was fucking smarter than me, man. And she was disabled. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, it when you look at the world in a critical race theory lens, it's really fucked up. You see fucking problems everywhere. Okay, everywhere. And uh, they don't believe in the individual. You are part of a group. You're a, if you're Cambodian, you're Cambodian. If you're Laos, you're Laos. You think like a Laos person. You think like a Cambodian person. You think like a Southeast Asian person. You think like a black person. You think like a white person. I don't know about you guys, but doesn't that fit the terminology of racism? You know, I don't really understand it. And when you say that, it's the power play. You can't like you hear the argument where I remember Family Guy has, you know, Jerome was saying, I think Peter was like, you know, something, something. Isn't that racist? And Jerome goes, black people can't be racist. That's what I'm talking about. That's the bullshit that I'm talking about. It's the it's the individual is removed out of the collective. And so it that pretty much just cancels all liberal principles. And uh, another point is belief, science, reason and evidence are white way of knowing and that storytelling and live experience is a black alternative, which hurts everyone, especially black people. So they believe science is racist. I remember there was a student who said, I don't remember what it was, but she I believe she said the scientific method was a form of racism or something like that. I wish I could I could remember what her argument that she was making, but it was like pathetic. So, you know, the scientific method, for example, racist. It's because it's from a white person. The astrology, racist, is from white people. Philosophy, racist. Western philosophy is racist. You know, time is racist. Everything's fucking racist. Racist, racist. You know, like uh, Albert Einstein, for example. You know, E, e equal MC square, racist, because it's from a white man. You know, it's like, that's what they're, <laughs> that's where it becomes really, 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 um, fucked up you know, you know okay so you're, you're trying to say that neil tyson digress is racist because he's a scientist you know and so what is he a racist man is he a white person agent so and uh critical race theory rejects all potential alternatives like colorblindness as a form of racism making itself itself the only allowable game in town which is totalitarian so basically like you know you can't be colorblind. So I, I, I made a poetry about colorblindness because I really don't care. And I have friends all over the country. I have, I have friends in Australia. I have friends in Ireland. I have friends in Sweden. I have friends in Japan, China. Uh, well, the Chinese person, they can't really be friends with me because, you know, they live in a communist country. So, but I have friends in Cambodia. I have friends in Vietnam. So all over the place, but I really, I'm not really concerned with things like that because I don't pay attention to it. I really, like I said, I like in one of the liberal principles, I, I'm really concerned about the individual. What are your ideas? What can you provide for me? What information can you teach me? What wisdom, what knowledge can, what enlightenment are you going through that I really want to learn in the process to be a better person as an individual? And this is why liberalism, why a lot of people fled their communist country and come to the United States of America and Canada and the Western countries because of liberalism of liberal principle because they want to remove themselves from the group and actually focus on themselves and as individuals. Now, people can make the argument that individual leads to narcissism. That's a, that's a, a good argument that they can make. But like in the United States of America, I'm a I'm I'm able to be myself in this country. I don't have to be like, you know, Asians all the way, you know, I don't have to do anything of that any of that. I can eat fucking meatloaf if I want to. And it, I think this is where a lot of people get really angry, especially like the identitarian whites. That I'm going to be talking about near the end of this conversation where, where, where I'm going to point out that, that the fact that critical race theory is going to make them, it's going to piss them off and it's going to lead to a race war. And so this is all happening in front of us and we're not paying attention to that shit. 
and it removes liberalism and liberal principles and it's destroying it and it's really 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 dangerous guys and i'm not i'm not playing around the moment that you destroy liberalism is the moment that you destroy everything including our constitution because this is justification for that and right at the moment like in my previous podcast when i talk about the cultural revolution of destroying our statues and things like that see i understand what they're trying to say about racism and trying to remove our history but at the same time, I don't believe in the destruction of the statues. You know what I'm saying? It's like a culture in the United States of America. Now, coming from a person who's Cambodian at her roots, I'm born here in the United States. So technically, it is my culture too, right? So this is where I believe they feel like, who it, who are they loyal to? You know what I mean? And uh, you they don't see you as an individual. They see you by your race. And like I said, isn't that racism in itself? In itself? And I'm so fucking sick of saying the word. I'm really so sick of it. I've, I've been seeing, I mean, I, I can tell you that I hear racism constantly. Racism, racism, racism. Ugh. It's really, really getting annoying. I really don't want to think about it. I want to go back to our original principles, our liberal principles. And uh, so, yeah. And like I said, I don't want to forget what what was done by to the Native Americans or the blacks during the 60s with Jim Crow and, um, you know, the segregation and then the Japanese and the internment camps and, you know, the Chinese getting excluded from, you know, migrating to the United States of America during the 1800s because there was a law that did not allow them to come into this country. So I'm not going to forget about that. OK, I understand that. I understand our history and I understand, like, you know, the the argument that they're making. OK, but the moment that you remove the individual and generalize them is the individual is dead and you can't you know you have to do everything that the collectors say or everything that your race say so that's to me um it really destroys the foundation of our country and that's individual that's liberalism and it's focusedly fundamentally on the individual so critical race theory is going to destroy that so and then there's another one um critical theory Acts like anyone who disagree with them must do so for racist and white supremacist reason, even if those people are black. <coughs> Excuse me. So I I remember when I um I don't know if you guys know this, but Andy No, uh, he is very uh against uh quote unquote anti fascist. Remember, I'm saying that quote unquote because I don't believe they're anti fascists. I believe they're they are just black shirts in disguise of a different label, right? And uh. You know, just like, you know, in North Korea, for example, they call the Democratic Party of North Korea. They're not fucking democratic. OK, they're fucking communists, like un operating under a dictatorship. And just like the CCP, for example, you know, they call themselves communists. But at the same time, they're really just capitalists, too. So they're really good at, you know, doublespeak. OK, so I remember in the comic section, somebody said that Andy No was a white nationalist agent. So I get the same thing. I criticize the same way. Like anything that I do or say, if I, if I say anything against critical theory, for example, race theory, for example, I'm a white supremacist. It doesn't matter if you are black. It doesn't matter if you're Asian. It doesn't matter if you are a fucking Native American who is against critical race theory. You are a white supremacist. Everything that you say or do that's against the ideology or the doctrines or and its principles, you are a fucking white supremacist, no matter what you do. You can't argue with these fucking crazy lunatics. I, I, I swear to God. And like I said, they, usually these people call themselves liberals and it really, really irks my brain when they say that shit. And it, it, it's just it it makes me sad that 
we are in 2020, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I was indoctrinated with this shit to view everybody as an individual. And for all of a sudden, that's just going to be thrown out of the way. And yeah, you guys have to remember that critical race theory and stuff like that was beginning in the night in the 80s. Well, in all honesty, it began in when Herbert Marcuse came from, you know, lived in San Diego. It started to infect the universities and institutions slowly, like a virus. And it slowly spread underneath our noses, okay? And it disguises themselves as equality, solidarity, uh, you know, social justice, you know, racism is bad. So it disguised himself, you know, and just like I said, liberalism was the main uh, principle. And uh, the enemies of the liberals were Marxists and the conservatives and the Republicans and stuff like that. So we're, to be honest, we're like right smack in the middle of, of all these, you know, the, all these multiple sides. And so uh, it's it started to infect things really slowly. And you start to see a little bit. And uh, as I grew older, you know, I, you know, I was lucky that I had, you know, that I was exposed to these, you know, communist ideology at a really young age, and I didn't really like it. And uh, my father was, you know, against uh, communism um, because of the fact that, you know, even though like it took him a while, it took him about 44, 44 to 45 years to finally admit that Pol Pot was wrong. But I can tell deep inside that my dad really believed in individualism, you know, and, uh, you know, during the Khmer Rouge reign, they, sh- they couldn't even practice their religion. And as a, as a liberal, in a liberal society, you guys have to remember that you can practice your religion too. You know, you can be a Christian, you can be a Buddhist, you can be a Muslim in this society in the United States of America. That's why a lot of people fl- fled to this country. It's because of that. And that's how, how they, you know, they live in this, in this world, in the United States of America. And it's like, a, a, a <coughs> I totally understand. The, the argument that I hear majority of the time is that, Oh, well, you have to remember that the United States of America, they bombed Cambodia. And you get, and, and this is where it gets really annoying for me because you guys have to remember that during the Cambodian the Vietnam War, they bombed the border. Okay. Now, I don't necessarily agree with Nixon per se. And I think he's a fucking dumbass, including Henry, Henry Kissinger. I think Henry, Henry Kissinger is a war criminal that should be executed. But uh, he's he's going to get away with everything that he's done because, you know, it has nothing to do with white privilege, to be honest with you. It just is because the fact that, you know, he's a very powerful man. and He's just a dick. So very powerful man. Uh, and uh, anyways, and you guys have to remember that the United States of America did not specifically target per se, uh, you know, just to like fucking genocide. But, you know, bomb the border because uh, King Sein lied that the Vietnamese were not using that um, that trail. Uh, as to you know pass on equipment to the uh, vitcong and and all that so but uh anyways they tell me well you have to remember that kim the united states bombed cambodia which i understand i totally understand and you know you guys have to ask the vietnamese too you know the 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 united states of america dropped orange you know um i think it's called orange i'm not really sure but it's it's somewhere somewhere similar to that name agent origin or agent orange where they dropped the bomb and uh, really fucked a lot of people up and um uh, the Japanese, for example, dropping the atomic bomb and, uh, you know, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. It's really like those are the things that the United States have done to Asian countries. But you have to remember, look at the relation between that country. You know, we kind of just like moved on, you know, and it's it's kind of just like a Buddhist thing um, in our society and in our culture that we kind of just like, you know, we're, you know, this is, this happened in the past. Let's move forward. Now, I'm not saying let's forget 
um, what happened to slavery and stuff like that. Let's not forget about that. But what I'm saying is that the, ra- the, the, the race relation between the United States and the Japanese, the Vietnamese, the Cambodians, the Laos, and all that, it's kind of just like, you know, you know, we are saved. We got saved from the country that really fucked everything up in the Indochina War. And uh, we live in the United States where everything's more, you know, calmer and stuff like that for us that we can just be ourselves. And, and we love liberal principles. We can't deny that. And so when we use our liberal principle nowadays and to disagree with something, you are a fucking automatically a white supremacist. It doesn't matter where you're from, you know. And so I just can't believe that this is our 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 discourse nowadays where everything that you say that's against the ideology is like a fucking religion to me. It's it's like intersectionality and critical race theory and stuff like that. It's like a religion in itself where, you know, the white person is the devil and shit. And like everything that you say against the ideology, you're a fucking white supremacist or you're a white nationalist or you're working against with them as an agent. So it really annoys the shit out of me every time like I hear stuff like that. So, and it's just like I said, you put that lens on, really, if you put that lens on, you see everything as problems, right? You see everybody as a white supremacist. The moment that you see everybody as a white supremacist is the moment that you are radicalized and you don't, you don't really realize it. So yeah, even I get called a white supremacist and I'm Cambodian. So anyways, and then the last part, uh, critical theory cannot be satisfied. So it becomes a kind of activist black hole that threatens to destroy everything it is, it is introduced to. And just like I said, over and over again, critical race theory is garbage. Now, I don't want to forget what happened in the United States and the the, the horrible things that they have done in our society. And if you guys know this, I do talk about the My Lai Massacre a lot. And I'm going to uh, invite Vietnamese survivors of the communist regime in Vietnam to talk about, you know, kind of not justify it, but try to like understand what's going on um, and how they view this situation. And uh, I don't want to forget about that. I don't want to forget about, you know, the African-Americans who, were, who, who, who was Lynch, you know, the opportunities that was taken away from them. I'm not going to forget about that. You know, we're not going to forget about that. Hell no. Nobody wants to forget about that. In fact, I encourage or or I advocate for African-American statues to be put into place like, you know, Harriet Tubman, for example. You know, put her, you know, statues in and around, you know, Frederick Douglass, for example, you know, and uh, have them around and, and remember the African-Americans that, con- that contribute and continue to contribute to our society. I want those statues to be put up everywhere in our universities and institution, you know? And uh, the thing is, is that critical race theory in its form is, to me, it's trying to start a race war, if that makes sense. It makes everybody against everybody else. And I have a friend named Hector, and Hector and I went to, you know, we worked together. And uh, I told you guys that I used to work for McDonald's when I was fresh out of college. And McDonald's is a good corporation to work for if you're a student. So they work with you. And Hector was me. He was in the liberal position, the centrist position of everything, you know, uh, civil libertarian, you know, principles and stuff like that. And all of a sudden he went to New York University and he is not the same person anymore. Totally different fucking person. I do not recognize this this man at all. And, uh, you know, he's proud of his heritage. I think everybody else should be proud of where they're from and stuff like that, their roots and stuff like that. But um, this guy takes it to a whole different level. And, uh, you know, Chicana and stuff like that. I think that's what it is. A Chicano. I think I'm saying it wrong. I'm not really sure. And uh, it's it's scary how our students are getting indoctrinated with these these ideologies and stuff like that. And it's becoming really complicated 
to break apart from these ideas because, you know, of course, who doesn't want to be, who doesn't want to combat racism? Who doesn't want to do any of that? Who doesn't want to fix things like race issues and poverty and stuff like that? But, but what I'm trying to say, guys, especially somebody who's listening to from the left, these people, the critical race theory and the inter- critical race theorists and the intersectionalists, they're not on your fucking side, guys. They're trying to destroy everything that the liberal principles are trying to make in the beginning. We're, we're trying to put the principle back into action. We're trying to make liberalism sexy again. Now, I've been trying to say this. They're not on your side. They're not your friend. Okay? I don't know how, how many times I have to like, repeat myself. They're not on your team. These are fucking radicals. Marxists. Different breed of Marxists. I'm not talking about the orthodox Marxists. I'm talking about the, this, this whole inbred of marxism that fucking play, comes out to play because it's now it's a power play power play the whites are the new kulaks the new boraji okay and now they like i said even though i think critical race theory is fucking stupid man do i respect these guys because of how smart they are they're not dumb these marxists are not dumb they're really smart and they know what they're doing they know exactly what they're doing i don't know like I said, maybe they're trying to start a race war and try to destroy everything in their path. Okay. And just like I talk about the, the 21st century cultural revolution, they're trying to cut the head of Western, Western uh, civilization. And who's that? The Europeans. And who's the Europeans? The white people. They're trying to destroy everything and trying to replace something with something. They don't have an answer for it, guys. They're trying to remove everything, guys. Okay, that's the dangerous part of it. And I don't know about you. I understand the revolution and things like that and trying to make everything better. But then when you destroy everything, what the fuck are you going to replace it with? Do you have any idea? And this is what Mao did. And this is what Pol Pot did. I don't know why everybody just read a fucking book, guys, what Pol Pot did. He destroyed our tried to destroy our culture, dude. He executed the intellectuals. He killed dancers. He killed singers. He killed philosophers. He's trying to remove us when we, he started the year zero. Our culture. And that's exactly what the fucking Marxists are trying to do today. And they're, they're, they're and, and, and like I said, it's a pretty neat little box. Social justice is, is in a pretty neat box. But you guys have to remember that you're just buying this. You're buying it. And they're advertising and it looks really fucking awesome. And this is what I, but the Marxists, what I, I respect them is they're good at advertisement and their, their former advertisement is fucking propaganda. And they got you with racism to end racism, anti-racism, social justice, equality, solidarity, unity, and all that, which is all good. But then when you actually read it and actually open the fucking package and tested it, okay, when you test the product and implement it into your life, what's going to happen? It's destroying everything. And you guys can see it in Chaz. And we're going to wait it out. Now, a lot of people like to make fun of Chaz. And, and they think, oh, well, it's going to like just fall on its own and things like that. But I'm not. I'm scared. Guys, genuinely scared. Because of critical race theory is destroying and is taking over liberalism. And liberalism is stomped to the fucking ground right now from both the right and the left. So what's my solution? What's the wisdom from critical race theory? Absolutely fucking nothing. You know what it's going to do? It's going to piss off the white identitarians. 
Now, a lot of people, they, 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 you know, they, they think the Proud Boys are the threat, right? And if you guys don't know who the Proud Boy is, they're the ones who go up and beat Antifa and stuff like that. So it's pretty much the right-wing version of Antifa. I don't necessarily agree with everything that they're doing. I don't respect the fact that uh, they have this thing called degrees, first degree, second degree, and stuff like that. So, um, But they use violence against Antifa back because Antifa used violence against them. So it's, it's back and forth. The Proud Boys are not your problem. You know who's your problem? The white identitarians. If you guys don't know who I'm talking about, let's say you guys destroyed their statues of Robert E. Lee. You guys took down their culture in the South. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that everybody in the South is like that. But those white identitarians, they're not in our, our everyday society. They're in their own little world. Let me give you guys a little clue. Charlottesville, 2017. You guys remember those guys? So what you guys are doing at the moment is you guys are pissing that off, pissing those people off. You guys are poking the bear slowly and slowly and slowly. And what's going to happen? You guys going to be a fucking threat to them is because you guys are implementing critical race theory and putting whites at the bottom of the hierarchy of the intersectionality hierarchy. And what's going to happen, guys? The white people who was really on your side and tried to make everything better and race relation better, race relation better. You know what's going to happen? The white identitarians is going to fucking recruit them. And what's going to happen? There's going to be a war. Now, I don't know about you guys. You guys are scared of the Proud Boys, which I don't even think they're a threat. The Proud Boys are not your problem. Guys, the white identitarians are. They're going to feel like their culture's under threat. Their identity, their sense of self, their sense of existence is under threat. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a war. And God Almighty, I'm fucking scared of that shit. And some people just cough, brush it off. Like, oh, okay, that's not going to happen. The white identitarians, bring it on. I don't think you want to bring it on with them. Because they're united in a race. They're white race. They're very deadly. They're very organized. And they will back each other up to death. And the moment that you start destroying the United States of America, I'm not saying the United States of America, their flag or stuff like that, but... But what I'm saying, these people are wounded from the last civil war. Okay. And they're still there. They're still here. You just don't see them. They're really quiet. They're, own, they're in their own little world. But those people scare the fuck out of me. Because I don't know if you guys remember. When whites, domestic terrorists that are whites, they take out more people than any other race when they're angry. Okay. And I want to talk about Cora Muhammad. Cora Muhammad did a mass shooting and took out four white men. Whereas when a white mass shooter does it, do it, he take out more. And I know that it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I might be fear mongering or stuff like that. But you begin to see this in the UK. You see them with Tommy Robinson and stuff like that. They just want their own little world. And critical race theory is trying to fucking undermine that. Now, I'm not suggesting about these white identitarians and say, okay, what they believe in is good or stuff like that. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that argument. But I empathize with them at this fact. Because same shit happened in Cambodia with Pol Pot. Guys. Because the Vietnamese, the Laos, and the Thais kept 
fucking with the Cambodians and stealing their land and stuff like that. Because if you guys don't remember, Cambodia was a prosperous, powerful kingdom, right? And with anger that built in Pol Pot, he took his chance. And what did he do? He tried to remove the blood of the Vietnamese, the Thai, and the Laos from us. Everything was the Vietnamese fault. Right? Tried to cleanse our blood of Vietnamese. And this is going to be a slur, and this is just a trigger warning. It's called Yun, the Yun blood. That's a derogatory term that Cambodians use to describe Vietnamese. And I see this shit, and I'm seeing the same shit in the United States of America when you guys fucking push these white identitarians. All right? Now, do I believe racism is bad? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a person who's married to a white man. My sister is married to a Mexican man. My other sister's married to a white man. My brother's married to a lost woman. So I come from a family who love everybody equally. Because I live with liberal principles. And if you guys don't know this, the communists don't like us. Nor the white identitarians. They don't like us either. But I'm just going to warn you guys. That the moment that you see everything in a critical race theory lens. You're going to fucking piss off the white identitarians. Because they're put, they're put at the bottom of the hierarchy. And the people that you beat up. Especially in Chaz. The white people that you see that you're pushing out and beating up and putting them at the bottom and not feeding them, they can be recruited into the the right wing, the far right, if they wanted to. And it's happening all over again. And this is what happened when you indoctrinate your kids with bullshit. Absolutely fucking garbage philosophy. And guys, it scares the fuck out of me that I'm, I'm seeing the same thing that happened in Cambodia is happening in the United States of America. I don't know what's the solution. I don't know. But I'm trying my best to... Bring the peace and try to educate people on liberalism, the founding foundation of this country. And I don't know how I'm going to succeed. I don't know how I'm going to succeed with this podcast. I don't know what to do because I can feel the anger every day that I wake up because I wake up anxious every single day. Like, what next? Is there going to be a white mass shooter that's going to take out a bunch of people? And it's going to be maybe a, the civil war is already happening. I'm not really sure. However, every chaos comes peace. And it happens every single time. And unfortunately, right at the moment, this is just the beginning, guys. And we're poking the bear. And we're pissing a lot of people off. And I'm not going to say we. Because I don't. I think the fucking far leftists are just a bunch of dumbasses. But, but like I said, I respect them at the fact that they're smart. And they know what they're doing. I'm not really sure if this is all planned out. Okay? I'm not really sure. But uh, I don't know if everybody's seeing the same thing I'm seeing. I don't know what's going on. But I'm following everything as much as I can and try to to explain you guys. And this is where I talk about critical race theory to you guys. And so, like I said, I'm going to link it down below. New Discourses by James Lindsay, where he explained critical race theory. And so you guys, please understand what is being put out. Especially people that call themselves in the left, in the party of the left. I'm seeing even Yang Gang purge from groups and shit. Yang, Andrew Yang supporter, UBI, these leftovers bernie bros are starting to purge andrew yanks and this is what i've been trying to say guys they're not on your side if you call yourself a leftist these far right far leftists are not on your side they're going to oppress you the communists don't have a track record of human rights okay they take the individual away from you you're nobody in a communist society and you can see this in Chaz. 
They broke you into groups, just like what Pol Pot did, where he broke into broke people into like I think there was I had to like look it up. Um, oh my god, I really I wish I I remember this, but he broke people into like the base people. I believe the base people were like the original people, like the farmers and stuff like that. And then the uh, I believe the urban people were like the new people. You see, it's they're doing the same shit over and over again, and nobody's seeing this. And I feel like I'm I'm driving myself fucking insane. Like I feel like a conspiracy theory sometimes, you know. And I hope you guys, when you guys listen to this, and I hope you guys pass pass this podcast around and urge people to understand critical race theory and intersectionality, and where it come from, and it stems from these these Marxists that came from Germany. All right, I believe it's Germany. I don't remember. Herbert Marcuse. Yeah. So. It's going to piss off a lot of people. And I, I don't know if if there's going to be bloodshed or not. It really scares me. It really does. And uh, I wish that, you know, I, I don't live in California because California is where this fucking cesspool is at. Okay. And we're here. We are in the heart of California where Herbert Marcuse started the infection in San Diego, California. Not only our ideas are good. But ideas can kill. And if we start to educate each other and try to understand this philosophy and not just leave it in institution, but in grassroots movement, we start to understand that it's dangerous what we're seeing at the moment. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just freaking out for no reason. Maybe I'm just pers- a person who just, you know, think too damn fucking much. But thinking about white identitarians, you know, those people are not somebody to fuck with at all because they got suppressed many times and they lost the ideas spear long, long time ago. And now you guys are starting to 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 push white people, make them feel bad. And what's going to happen? You're going to push them to the far right, guys. And you guys have to remember the gropers, for example. Nick Fuentes is an adorable, very cute young guy. But wow, do he have followers? So when you start accusing people of being white supremacists and white nationalists and stuff like that, innocent liberals, innocent socialists, for example, Democrats, moderates and stuff like that, you're going to push everybody to the right. And what's going to happen? They're going to have a war against you. So stop that critical race theory bullshit. And let's try to work with each other and unite as much as we can. But anyways, guys. I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say. And this is a very serious topic that I wish you guys, that I encourage you guys to have a conversation about and break it down with me because I'm not the only one. And remember, I'm not an expert, okay? I'm just a person who's who's worried about our society, the state of this country at the moment. My parents fled communism to give me, to let me live under liberal principle. The only thing I can do so far is to respect those principles, to respect our constitution and to understand and fight for literal liberal principles to give everybody that right, no matter if you're black, Asian, white, blue, yellow, you know, and it makes me sad. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it gets to me and sometimes I just like fucking ball my eyes out because I'm trying to like figure everything out and try to explain to everybody that, you know, what's happening. Maybe I'm part of this revolution. I'm not really sure. Maybe everybody's having like an awakening or something. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm just a regular person. Who runs this tiny little podcast. And it's scary. The moment that you try to understand it. The moment everything starts to see. The moment that you. It opens your eyes. 
what has taken over you. I don't believe critical race theory is the way to end racism. I absolutely do not. You know what does, in my personal opinion? Liberal principles and going back to original form. Because ideas, we need to debate these ideas. And the moment that you start a race war or everybody is racist or you're you're like everything, everybody owes you something, then that's where it becomes a problem. And that's where it becomes really dangerous because you start to get pissed off. You start to see the the oppression or the the injustice that your people face or my people face or he face and it becomes problematic and it and you problematize everything that's going on with your life at the moment and then you start to blame everybody else just like what the communists did every time the, the communist country fall down what's going to happen the cia was was the one who uh uh did the destruction of the country that's what pol pot tried to do he tried to blame the vietnamese for it when he fucked up So guys, like I said, the link is in down in the description below. And I hope you guys read it and educate yourself on this philosophy and this theory. As always, guys, stay far out. <laughs>